The most important factor in traditional outbound marketing is persuasion. That's what you're after as a marketer, as a business. You want to persuade your audience that what you offer is right for them. And you might do that directly by talking about the attributes of your product or service, or indirectly by conveying a feeling, a mood, an identity. With inbound marketing, it's different. Your goal is not to persuade. Your goal is to educate. And for this reason, trust is absolutely critical to inbound marketing. That's the question we're going to address in today's episode of Solving Inbound. Welcome back. I'm John Becker here with Connor Delaney. And today we are answering the question, why is trust critical to inbound marketing? And Connor, I see today's episode diving into three different sub-questions. One is why trust is better than persuasion. Second is the truth about the trust deficit. And third is the building blocks of trust. Sound good to you? I love it. Let's do it. Let's dive into that that first one and kind of lay some groundworks here. Why trust is actually better than persuasion. We think persuasion is what we want. We think we want to just convince someone, step into my office. I've got the perfect car for you, but that's maybe not preferable to trust. Why? You know, in the past, I would say up until about 15, 20 years ago, that was the only option was I wanted to be sold on something. I wanted to be able to walk in and feel like I was the center of attention and this person was going to do everything in their power to make sure the deal got done. And over time, as, as we've developed as a society, as a, you know, as economy, as a buying culture, we've leaned further and further away from being persuaded by others. And, and in a way we've wanted to find a way to persuade ourselves. I guess it's it's a weird way of saying it, but in the sense, like you want to sell yourself on it. You don't want to have other people barking up your tree saying, Hey, buy my thing, buy my thing. You want to be able to say, I know that I've done my research. I know that I want to make this buying decision. And, and when it comes to trust, the way that you make that buyer decision now is because you do your research and you find the brands that are truly helping you make that decision. They're not forcing it down your throat. They are truly trying to build trust with you and say that we're here with the best interests of you in mind. And almost to an extent, you know, we, we talk about it with, they ask you answer a lot is being told like a buyer being told that you're not the right fit to work with us. And that is almost the extreme example of trust in this situation. We're not going to do everything that it takes to sell you. And we're not going to use inbound because we know you want to buy but we could very easily use it in a negative light and say, we know you're, we're the best fit for you. But instead, building true trust is being able to say, we didn't try to just force this on you, but we allowed you to make that decision. And we were just here to help along the way. Yeah, I think what you're, you're describing is the ultimate no pressure buying experience, right? We want I love the way you said, yeah. and help when we're ready. We don't want someone to walk up to us and start selling us before we're ready. And that's the thing. Persuasion is really well suited to a certain part of the buyer's journey. But in mm-hmm. all other parts of the buyer's journey, it's, it's such a 
it gives you the, the absolute wrong feeling, you know, leaves a bad taste in your mouth of someone, you know, if I, all I am is problem aware, if I only know that I have some challenge and someone jumps in front of me and starts pushing their solution, that's, that doesn't suit where I'm at. I, I have to fully take the shape of, of the problem that I'm dealing with and understand the possible solutions to it before I want to look at specifics. And so I love the idea that like trust is, you know, it's more durable. It's, uh, you know, it, it's unbiased. It, it's helpful rather than persuasive, even though the goal of both inbound and outbound marketing is to sell merchandise, you know, to sell product or encourage a transaction. The way they go about it is, is totally, totally different. And we've talked about this before on the podcast that that inbound versus outbound isn't always the case. It's not always one or the other. I think trust is important for both, but in particular for inbound, the word, I think as I was explaining what I was explaining a minute ago, unbiased was the word that was coming to mind. And I'm glad that you you brought it back here is it's truly about helping your buyer make the best decision for them. When you think about that traditional outbound model, it's you're going to just keep pushing you, keep pushing you. Inbound, it's not always the case. Inbound, it can be, we just want to help you understand what you need to know about making this buying decision. And John, can you break down the durability? I thought that was one that I noted down when you said it's it, trust is more durable than persuasion. What do, what do you mean by that? I, I fully acknowledge that trust can be destroyed quickly. I, I understand that. You know, if someone can break your trust and, and you're unlikely to trust them again. But I think trust lasts longer. You know, that that to me is that like that's the durability thing. We all have those moments in life where you're like, ooh, I want that. Oftentimes that passes. And sometimes we have buyer's remorse or like we bought something, we're like, why did I, I don't even use this? Why did I really? What was I thinking? Um, so like the I want or, or that, that kind of immediate itch that you're trying to scratch, um, that doesn't last as long as, as something you trust that you might bookmark, you might come back to it, you might save it, you might talk to someone else about it. You have a relationship, like trust is based on a relationship and persuasion is based on like, it feels like artifice. It feels like a, you know, a, a trick almost. That's, that's a really good point. You know, the you mentioned how at the beginning that the that trust is like you can lose trust very quick too but if you have a high level of trust i think it's it's harder to break and there's more of a people are more likely to not only give you benefit of the doubt but to like understand when trust is at the heart and even if you make a mistake or anything like that or you push someone in the wrong direction and a mistake is made is they're less likely to to look poorly upon you because they know the, even the intention was there. But to your point, if when, when you go to that old car lot and they're just trying to close the deal, they sell you a hunk of junk, but they know that they got it done. Like they're not going to want to know you ever again. And trust is different there. You'll be able to contact them and you'll be able to say, Hey, something went wrong here. And you know what they'll say is I want to, let me help. Let me figure out what happened here. Um, that's a really good point. Are you cool to jump to, to the second section here? I'm really excited about this Absolutely. One. Yeah. So the second one we wanted to talk about is, is the idea of like a trust deficit. I think when often, often when we go into any kind of purchasing scenario, we are, and I'll speak for myself, um, I am highly skeptical of anyone trying to help me. 
And the thing is like- That's we so all... pessimistic, John. It, well- But but I agree. I agree. It's just, it's when you say it, you're like, man, I feel like I don't trust anybody. But at the same time, it's like, I'm the same exact way. Well, the thing is we all love buying. Like we love to buy things. We even love to discover new products. Mm-hmm. In social media, Instagram, it's all about like, oh, I'm going to just scroll through other things that are similar to the things that I like. And I might see ones that I that I like but we hate being sold to. We hate being, often we hate being marketed to because anytime money enters a situation, does that person still actually have my best interests at heart? You know, whenever it's like, as you said, the, the used car thing, I've got the perfect car for you. Do you really, or do you want the commission from, from the sale? You don't, you don't know me, you know, maybe it comes back to, to relationships, but, but I do think that often when, I'll put us on the I'll put myself on the other side when we are selling something the person we're speaking to you know they they feel like you might have their hand your hand in their pocket they're they're skeptical of uh of what you're saying and there is that like trust deficit they know that you are a salesperson it is your job to sell them they know they're getting a sales pitch and consequently are skeptical so I think anytime we're talking about marketing or selling something we have to acknowledge that that's there, that there is that kind of um, rift that we have to heal. We have to cross. We have to make people feel comfortable. And that's why, again, trust is so critical at inbound and inbound is so effective because it isn't a pushy sale. It's a slow process where we build trust, build a relationship, let people move at their own pace. And when they're ready to buy, we're ready to help them. Right. And you know, the example that comes to mind here, and I think this might actually, it might clarify because you brought up the buyer's journey earlier. And I, I think you're completely right that there are certain times in the buyer's journey. Um, and we can leave resources about what a buyer's journey is in, in the podcast notes, but um, there are certain parts of the buyer's journey where we want a salesperson to talk to us. You know, we, we at Impact talk about this thing, um, the seller-free buyer phenomenon or the touchless sale, where it's, you can work through an entire sales process with a company, whether it be through their website or wherever, without ever having to talk to a salesperson. And while we believe that's an option, rarely is it possible for most businesses. There's always going to be some kind of touch point where you need to talk to someone. But I think about um, you know, you walk into any retail store. I'll use Best Buy as the example. We went and bought a TV couple months ago. Um, but when you walk into any retail store, there's usually someone standing at the front who says, Hey, can I help you find anything? And what's your answer? 99% of the time. Nope. I'm good. Thank you. Just going to walk around. AKA I don't want to talk to you right now. Um, but you know, and that's exactly what we did when we walked into Best Buy to look for a TV. And I had done some research. I actually went, um, in a very inbound way. I searched best TVs at, you know, the X price point and X size. And I got a whole list and I, Literally had it open on my phone looking for the model. Um, And I walk over to the electronics section and the TV section. And this is where it gets really interesting is I clearly now have the intention. I've moved down the buyer's journey. It's like thinking I just logged onto your website and you're trying to um, sell me a product already. It's like, you don't even know why I'm here. But when I get to that electronics section, I'm further down the funnel. I'm ready to talk to somebody. I walked up, I was actively walking around the electronic section, trying to find someone that was going to help me find the TV or selection of TVs that I was looking for. And that's where it becomes 
really handy is that there is a point where people want to engage with a sales rep when they want to close the deal, when they're that close and they know most of the stuff and they need someone to help kind of put a bow on it. Um, and I think that's where, that's where the trust deficit becomes really important is I've now hit the point where I want to be sold. I want to, I want someone to tell me this is probably the best option for you right now, but here's a couple others that may be worthwhile. Um, and then I'm excited to buy it because now I've been reaffirmed of the research I've already done of the inbound research that I've done. I now understand I'm making the right decision. An expert has told me that I'm making the right decision. Here's my money. I love it. And, and you, you hit the nail right on the head because you have already become an educated customer. You already, you're, you're not that, um, you know, the, the person walking onto the, on the car lot who doesn't know what they need, who doesn't know, you know, a carburetor from a walking in blind, right. right. You are educated. You've taken the time. So you're comfortable talking to someone because you don't feel like you're going to be fleeced because you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. I love Definitely. it. So, so to, to kind of put a bow on this, um, and we'll, we're covering, we've covered this in other episodes and we, we will in, in future episodes as well, because trust is, it's not formulaic. It's not, um, you know, there, it's not a one size fits all phenomena, but I think there are some building blocks of trust. Um, I think the number one building block of trust is, is honesty. You know, you trust people who are honest with you. You trust businesses who are honest with you. To me, I think a, a big building block of trust is, is patience. We talked about inbound marketing not being a, a pushy experience, not being a buy from me tomorrow experience, that it lets the buyer move at their own pace, which is really important. Transparency um, in connection with honesty, I think showing that you have nothing to hide, showing that you will uh, openly address things that might sometimes feel uncomfortable. We talk about this a lot with They Ask You Answer, talking about price, talking about your competition, talking about potential drawbacks or, um, or negatives Problems. of your products or services. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and to me, the fourth is consistency. You know, saying the same thing, providing the same sort of materials for everyone, being able to say, as you said before, Connor, look, you're not a good fit for us. We'll, we'll help you find a better fit, but we know this isn't going to be a good relationship because your needs and our offerings don't match up. Um, so those building blocks of trust might feel kind of vague, but to me, and this is, is the big takeaway of, of the episode to me, is, is if you're thinking like a buyer, when you're the business, you're the person selling, you're the marketer, you're the salesperson, if you're thinking like a buyer, then you're probably doing the right thing. We all are consumers. We all know what it's like. And, and one of the examples we were talking about earlier, Connor, is like, you know, if you go on a website and, and it says like, call for price to, to find out what the price is, I hate that as a buyer. So I wouldn't it's an do that. Immediate as a red flag. I, I, I will stop and say, I'm going to find someone else. 100%. I'm going to close that immediately. Because why aren't you telling me that? Because I think you probably, you're certainly not being transparent. I don't know. Do you have something to hide? Do you think the price is too high? Or are you, why do you not want me to know that? And so I think it feels just sleazy you know, a little bit. It feels a little sleazy. It feels a little manipulative. So think like a buyer, treat your buyers the way you want to be. It's the golden rule. Treat your buyers the way you want to be treated as, as a buyer yourself. And you will build trust with them. 
we crave trust, we crave relationships. And when we put our efforts to building them with our customers, we're on the path to good inbound marketing. I love it. I, I agree. It's the golden rule. If you treat others how you want to be treated and think like a buyer, if your whole website, if your purchasing experience is built, like you're going to be the buyer itself, that's a great litmus test too. Um, and it's one that I use a lot on other websites is like, would I actually go through this buying experience that I'm creating? And, you know, to be honest, most of the time there's some tweaking to be done. Um, but I feel like that really answers the question, John, of why is trust so critical to inbound? Absolutely. Just think about how you want to buy. What makes you like one company over the other? They stand by their products. They're honest with you. They, you know, they don't hide anything. They treat you well. And if you display those same attributes to your customers in your marketing, in your sales, uh, in your service, you're going in the right direction. Completely agree. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Solving Inbound. Today, we answered the question, why is trust so critical to inbound? Um, we hope that you enjoyed. We hope that we will see you next week and we'll talk to you later. Bye.